I have an idea of perfection. The perfect swing of the club or bat, the perfect form on the free throw line, that perfectly placed spiral football, and especially those perfect grill marks on a high-quality cut of locally sourced prime beef. It takes lots of time to perfect quality, but a quick, simple call or message to Tucker Family Beef can put locally born, raised, fed, and processed beef in your family's freezer so you can practice and perfect those satisfying grill marks. Give Monty Tucker a call at Tucker Family Beef, 580-515-4477. I throw balls far. You want good words? Data language. Talk real sports with a real man. Come after me. I'm a man. I'm 40. And now here's the be-all, end-all, know-it-all of high school, college, and pro sports. Aaron Skinny Calc with The Skinny on Sports. We're talking about practice, man. I'm the MVP. Morning, guys. I'll get to the point right away retiring we're good I know the process uh, was a pretty big deal last time so when I woke up this morning I figured I just press record and let you guys know first so I uh, won't be long-winded like you only get one super emotional retirement essay and I used mine up last year so uh, really thank you guys so much to every single one of you for supporting me my family my friends teammates my competitors Uh, I could go on forever there's too many Um, thank you guys for allowing me to live my absolute dream I wouldn't change a thing love you all man who knew cue the violin when we woke up this morning that we were going to be Tom Brady-less from now on in the NFL. Welcome to the Skinny on Sports. 98.1. It almost feels like a funeral a little bit. <laughs> right. I was really hoping he'd do that on Groundhog Day. And, and <laughs> it just feels like over and over. He's retiring again. Really? Is it is tomorrow? It, is it? That is tomorrow. Okay. I <laughs> yeah. couldn't remember what the, It just would have been perfect. The second. February 2nd <laughs> is Groundhog Day. Yeah. Okay. It just would have like, well, he's retiring. Oh, April 1st is the is april fool's april day. fool's That's day yeah all right welcome <laughs> to the skinny on sports tucker tucker family beef we're gonna have our uh sports beef of the week coming up in the middle segment also got uh, bedlam hoops tonight look at the big 12 schedule it was released and dead on time who got the good of it the bad of it what are some highlights from that and then i've got just a massive amount of Tom Brady numbers that we can talk about right here at the top of the show uh, with one of the, the greatest athletes we've ever seen retiring today. And he said, for good. Will for good, will for good become a, a phrase in pop culture in the American lexicon the way that taking my talents did? When LeBron made his, his announcements, you know, you, a lot of people for a long time, you know, I'm going to take my talents to this or that or da 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 Will for good become that for a while? I don't know. Two two five nine six nine eight is the phone or the text line. That's two two five nine six nine eight. Give us a call, shoot us a text. 
We can talk about those things or any el- anything else that might be on your mind. Feel free to chime in at 225-9698. Well, hello, Dakota. As he sends us a little waving meme. Good morning. If you're going to be outside the listening area and stay in touch with us, log on to kadsam.com. Download the Paragon app. The app's got it all. Three radio stations. The Penny News, brand new edition of the Penny News, hit the website last night at midnight. So you can check out the new deals, thepennynews.com. Big Elk and Paragon TV, we're inching closer to playoff basketball. Brackets released today for Class A and Class B later on, so we'll be able to pick those apart tomorrow. Uh, also, the Skinny on Sports podcast, kadsam.com. If you miss the show entirely, you can go find any of our shows right there at your leisure. Hello, Jared, how are you? I'm great. How are you doing? Oh, I'm doing well. Doing well. Is this the last day of this bitterly cold? Isn't it tomorrow supposed to be tomorrow's supposed warmer? to end up in the fifties, maybe, oh, and then awesome. by Friday and Saturday, and for the next foreseeable future, fifties and sixties. Yeah, sign so, me up. We 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 deserve that. I got to go watch little hoops last night. You know, a Tuesday night. Little hoops. Little hoops. Little little. Hoops. Yes, little hoops. Uh, out here at first off at Western Oklahoma Christian Schools here in Elk City. Yeah. That new gym is fantastic. Yeah, Boy, I was not nice. able to go. We scrimmaged over there, my little one, uh, James Scrimmage, and I wasn't able to go. Where was I? Oh, uh, it was one of those Saturday tournaments. I wasn't able to make it over there. No, I was sick. That's when I was sick. It's Anywho, nice. Um, yeah, and I saw some video. It looked really nice. It is. Very nice. Uh, so, <clears throat> Although the scorekeeper at that time wasn't on game, wasn't on. He was a little, little slow, stopping and starting the clock. <laughs> it was just a scrimmage, so no one is really complaining. Oh, it was. <laughs> You're pointing, and I was like, "Who are you pointing at?" <laughs> oh no, double B. I'm not saying. <laughs> we'll just say Blake B. Let's call him that. <laughs> That's too obvious. That was Jared. B. Brewer. That was that was who it was. <laughs> that was Jared, by the way, not Aaron. <laughs> it was just a scrimmage. No I one mean, was, this is Wednesday. No one yelled too too much. He's going to be. Oh, he's going to be. Yeah, there you go. A, no, I got a great text. I can't say on air. <laughs> well, he, he's going to be showing up here pretty quick to go get the penny <laughs> he's news. Right. He's probably listening on his way to get the penny probably news. Probably <laughs> is. That is Jared, not Aaron, by the way. He knows I'm kidding. Um. Anyway, it was really nice, and I'll tell you this. So uh, we're over there because. My little niece, Phoenix Reed Morris, was on the floor last night for the fifth grade Sare Lady Eagles. Yeah. And I'm going to tell anybody and everybody, I don't care. Yes, I'm biased, but this is just the truth. Any of you basketball players out there at whatever age, if you played as hard and as tough and as aggressive as little Phoenix does, you would be a better basketball player. She is the smallest one on the floor, and it's really not close. And I mean, I'm you talking. You got to be playing yes. hard. If you're the smallest one on the court, you there got were to. multiple times where she was lifted up off the ground with her hands on the ball, like on on tie balls. Yeah, where she would get lifted up I off the ground, and she was just on. holding on to yeah. it. Yeah, she might have tackled somebody. She might have. There, there, I can't remember what number, but on the on the Lady Eagles team, the other Lady Eagles, one of them might have this little bitty handprint on their wrist when she's slapping at the ball, and I mean, smacked her for the foul. <laughs> you could, I mean, one of those like, hear it. oh yeah, easily, it kind of like echoed inside there. But it was so much fun, 
And I'm not making fun, even though it's probably going to sound like it. it, it re, watching her. So you remember Bob Knight? Oh, yeah, I remember Bob Knight. In one of his, <laughs> one of his post-game rants, or maybe pre-game rants, when he, when he talked about, you know, what's a game face? And he made all those weird faces, you know. Somebody asked him a question about putting your game face on, and he, you know, dude, Phoenix has a game face. And she, like, bears her teeth like a wild animal. It's about to attack. Good. Oh, it's awesome. Oh, it was awesome. I'd never – I hadn't seen her play in a couple of years, you know, and just happened to be that Tuesday night I could go because there wasn't a game up here. That's right. Way to go, little Phoenix. Way to go. So proud. Bubba is proud of you. My favorite thing and the thing I look for, and it tells me a lot about a player, at a young player around that age. And, you know, I saw a lot on Saturday – uh, with our girls, and, and I think you're, you, you'll know what I'm talking about, is when either they reach in and they get that tie-up or they get fouled, what's that look on their face? You know what I mean? And and is it that aggressive look, you know, it, or mm-hmm. or is it a kind of a wide-eyed, what just happened look? Why did she foul me? You want, you want, want, you want the aggressive look. One time, I won't say who it was. It wasn't my kid. And one on Saturday, she, our player got fouled, and oh man, she didn't like it. And the look she gave that other player for like a half a second, I thought, man, Mama's gonna have to go out there and separate those two. But then I thought, well, that you want that you want that toughness and that aggressive nature. You have to have it. You have to be tough. Yeah, you have to be tough. So that's cool. That's cool to hear. Oh yeah, she was no doubt about it. It was awesome. It's great. So that that's kind of like the beginning. And then today was the end. The end of one of the greatest careers in the history of sports. As Tom Brady apparently has retired for good. We played his announcement right off the top of the show. There are some amazing, amazing numbers that go oh, with Tom Brady's career. Do we career. have time? <laughs> I've got just a few of them. First off, and I couldn't wait to ask you this question. With Tom Brady retiring, do you think there is anybody currently playing in the NFL on an active roster that is older than you? If so, how many? That is older than 39. That is older than you. That's why I ask you your birthday. Because I was narrowing this down to dates. I'm going to I'm going to say Maybe a handful. At this point, Jared, you would be the fourth oldest player in the NFL. <laughs> Thank you for that. Meaning three older than you. Go curl, do you have any curl idea? Curl up in the corner and cry a little bit. Do you have any idea who they are? Uh, is one a kicker? Uh, yes. <laughs> one's a kicker. Those one's, legs don't get old for some reason. One's a kickers. kicker, one's a punter, and one you should know. The, the now oldest active player in the NFL is a Dallas Cowboy. Really? Yep. I don't know. Jason Peters, offensive lineman. Oh, okay. He's January 22nd, 1982 is his birthday. Fitzgerald retired, right? Yep. Jason Peters. Right. Next is Andy Lee, punter, longtime punter for the uh, 
Niners. He was with the uh, Cardinals this year. And then the third is Robbie Gould, kicker for the 49ers, which if I was him, I would, re- would retire. You know why? Why? He's never missed a kick in the playoffs. Oh, yeah. wow. <clears throat> never. So those are the three. There is nobody in the NFL on an active roster anymore that is older than me. <laughs> I'm now the oldest. You're the oldest. I'm the oldest NFLer. So, you know, that's always. Would would Tom Brady make your Mount Rushmore of all-time athletes? Oh, of all-time athletes. All-time. Not just football. Not just football. I'm talking about all-time. All-time athletes. Does he make your Mount Rushmore? I'm ashamed to say this. Refreshment. That's four, right? You can yes. only put four on there. Yes, Jerry. Um, Well, I mean, there should be a fifth, right? I mean, there should be a fifth president no, added. There should be a fifth president added to Mount Rushmore. Ronald Reagan. Well, I remember my my uh, my bank account was pretty good just a few short years <laughs> Trump. ago. Yeah. Anywho, um, don't four. give him any ideas. <laughs> um, let's see here. Carry the two. I th- I would. Okay, so I kind of wrote down. Why not? Why not? I I mean, <clears throat> here's of what... all time athletes of uh, what of American sports of the world of the world. Ooh. But, uh, you know, us Americans are arrogant enough to not believe there's sports outside the walls you know, of this there, country. When I look back at it, and, and it happened at a time when soccer was in the forefront, the World Cup happening, and when Pele died, I didn't realize how awesome he was. Yeah, Pele is great. You know, so just because of – you always heard how good he was, and then you – heard well how good he was and how young he was and how much he accomplished accomplished before he was what 25 yeah he was awesome yes so that's hard not to i mean that's so okay so who are you going i'm, I'm trying I, mean, I don't like, know man. like that who are you thinking about because i wrote down some you did that that i that would be considered brady brady obviously mike i wrote down i wrote down pele all, uh, did you as well yes okay I did. Michael, michael jordan, jordan gretzky gretzky Mah- muhammad ali Muhammad Ali, yes. I put some Olympic guys. I don't know if that should count because they do it every four years, but they were like the best. Carl Lewis, Michael Phelps. Begrudgingly, because what's going to happen here in the next week to ten days, I wrote down as a possibility LeBron because he's about to become the all-time leading scorer in the league. Uh, Some other guys, and I guess gals, Serena Williams. Yeah, Djokovic, uh, you know all those Federer, Nadal. Why not people like what? Do, I mean, Jim Thorpe, Jim Thorpe, from back in the day. Jesse Owens would Jesse probably Owens, be there from yes, back in the day. Yes, but I settled on four. Okay, and Tom Brady was in it, and it's more <laughs> more the contemporary ones. The text line is awesome. Yours, Bruce Jenner. <laughs> uh, you know, I thought about writing that name down. Couldn't do it anymore. <laughs> I thought about it. Uh, uh, I put MJ, Gretzky, Brady, and Ollie. It's what I ended up with. Brady, MJ, Gretzky, and Ollie. Hard to argue against that. That's what I settled on. That's hard to argue against that. Okay, so how many players? I'm gonna, it's going to be quizzing now. Quiz time. No baseball. Nah. I mean, Babe Ruth. Yeah, you can go those all. Hank Aaron, Babe Ruth. Yeah. Um, 
You know, Babe Ruth, yeah. Babe Ruth and Gretzky and now Brady, actually, as far as, I mean, they were the ones that did, I mean, like Babe Ruth sent more home runs than teams, right? Mm-hmm. You know, Gretzky was scoring more goals than teams. Tom Brady retires with more Super Bowl wins than any franchise in the than any of the thirty two franchises. Yeah, and that's something I think should be uh, part of the equation <clears throat> is titles, championships, trophies. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, I saw Nolan Ryan throwing there. Oh, here well, you go. I mean, Nolan Ryan didn't have. Here's one. Jack. Jack. Jack Nicholas. Yes. Tiger. Tiger. Yeah, that's a that's a great argument. That's a great discussion to have. But this is only an hour long show. There's so many worthy, but to narrow it down to four. There's a ton. That, that's a good one. We you should know. wait for the next pandemic and and save the, <laughs> that conversation for days when we don't have nothing to talk about. <laughs> Maybe sooner than later. Maybe sooner than later. Okay, so there are two players in NFL history with five or more four thousand yard passing seasons. A single MV, at least an MVP, two Super Bowl wins, and an MVP of the Super Bowl. Do you know who those two players are? Is one Elway? Nope. Manning? One is Peyton Manning. The other and is but, Tom Brady I, I after 40. After oh, wow, he was wow. 40. <laughs> not, not Tom Brady as a whole. Tom Brady after 40 essentially equaled Peyton Manning's career. That's the one thing. It, this almost was my sports beef when I woke up this morning and saw this. My Tucker family sports beef. You remember how much fun it was before 2016 to have the debate about who's the greatest quarterback of all time? Manning had just won his second Super Bowl. There was Elway, there was Montana and, and you know Terry Bradshaw with the four championships. And then once 2016 rolled around, Tom Brady just made that no fun anymore yeah. because he would win multiple Super Bowls from there. All he did after 40, you know, then it became, you're just an idiot if you're not saying Tom Brady is the greatest quarterback. You know what I mean? That used to be fun. That used to be a really fun debate. I think and now, then he ruined it. now the debate is who could ever catch him who could ever even equal what he's done? As far as maybe even, I mean, we won't see this again in our lifetime. A quarterback winning seven titles? All those records? We haven't even seen a team win seven. We won't see it. We won't see it. But the question would be, <clears throat> who could possibly challenge it? Or who could who could be considered right oh. there up in that Brady-esque level? The answer's obvious right now. Well, Mahomes. Yeah, it- and, you know, and, Joe, and Joe Burrow's trying to throw his hat in that conversation. Um, you know, we'll see about Allen. I mean, this next season's going to be pivotal for him. Mahomes is in his third Super Bowl right. at the age of 27, which is similar to where Brady was. You know, after but here's the difference though. Through three of them, Brady was three and zero. Ah, uh-huh. yeah. Mahomes yeah. is one and one. And we'll see what happens a week from Sunday. Now, there was, you know, making 10 Super Bowl appearances is just crazy. Here, Here's, uh, I mean, he owns every record. We all know that. But here was something that, that I found fascinating. I didn't realize this. 
Do you know how many people have won? You know how many starting quarterbacks have won a Super Bowl for multiple teams? Two. That's it. Him and Peyton. Him and Peyton. Isn't that wild? You'd figure there'd be more. I think it just goes to show you when we talk about, I mean, the money getting out of hand as far as paying court. But what 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 the mean is, it goes to show you that once you find one, you know you can't let them go. Right? Mm-hmm. You just know you can't. <clears throat> but you would think, like, you know, Favre had a chance with Minnesota. I mean, he instead of throwing the ball away, he threw that pick against New Orleans. They ended up sending that game into overtime instead of a chance at a long field goal to win that game to go to the Super Bowl. But, you know, there really haven't been um, many chances. Kurt Warner. Kurt Warner played in the, That's right. He played in the Super Bowl. He won it in, with the Rams that's right. and played that's with right. Arizona. Yeah. But I can't think of anybody else. I can't. That was the immediate thing that came to my head. Yeah, Kurt who, Warner. Who has played for one, one one and played for another, maybe came up short. I mean, heck, who's even been close? Because you, I mean, you, you mentioned just, Favre. Yeah, Favre. Minnesota. Montana, how far did he get? AFC title game. Okay. Yeah, there just isn't a whole bunch of quarterbacks that play for multiple, I mean, like really top-notch, that actually play for multiple organizations. Now. Throughout the history, you know what I mean? Now that Denver has a coach, maybe yep. maybe that turns Wilson around. Maybe so. <laughs> we'll see what happens there. Or maybe they've got a coach and a quarterback that were both better a decade ago. About to find out. Oops. Good news is they have all their picks. Or not. Hey, <laughs> real quick on LeBron. So he's about to pass Kareem as the all-time leading scorer. In- oh, by the way, did you see that news about him this morning? About LeBron? Yeah. What's that? He's still flopping around crying about uh, a non-call. Well, here's the thing. There's a pretty good chance, if you look at the schedule and how many points and all that, there's a pretty good chance that he breaks that in L.A. against the Thunder. Oh, well, I thought you were going to say the Celtics. No, against no, the Thunder. against the Thunder? Yeah. There's a pretty good chance of that. Interesting. So let me ask you this. LeBron is obviously the, the active highest scorer in the history, you know, of he scored the most points. It's an active player right now. Who do you think are the other four that make the top five? That are active? Active. Curry? Is he in there? He's not. Still still too young. He'll be there. He'll get there. Um, oh, man, I don't know. Durant? They all have a tie to each other. Durant is one of them. Russell? Russell is one of them. Are you getting the tie yet? Harden? Harden is one of them. Ouch. Ouch. There's one more? There's one more. That clearly came through here. Was played with the Thunder. He's got the distinction of playing with Oklahoma City twice. Oh, Chris Paul. Chris Paul. That's according to our man. in Oklahoma City twice. Yes, that's according to our man Mark Rogers. So think about that what's come through here in 10 i mean in the the shortest of spans of an organization's history <laughs> like 11 years worth and to to have that it's pretty amazing um wow yeah brady incredible think he's done for sure 
I think this time it sticks. It sure seemed like it, didn't it? That was the first I heard that. I just saw the alert on my phone this morning. I didn't see the social, I didn't see that post, but that's the first I heard of it. And then after kind of seeing it, in the way he, you know, he didn't make a big deal out of it. It was almost an apology, like, hey, I did the big thing last year. I don't need to do it again. I like that approach. I do too. He's like, I- you know, hey guys, hey, I'm done. You know, and, already, and it looked like he just walked down to his house, down to the beach. It's like, okay, I'm retired now. And he found his spot on the beach and he's done. You think he was like, started running down the beach to try to stay in shape and he went about a tenth of a mile and said you know what screw this <laughs> i'm done this isn't worth it my legs are burning after eight steps i'm 45 for goodness sakes yeah. let's make it official let's just stop and do this <laughs> so what's next you think he gets in the broadcast game? yeah i think you it's think ready for it? him it's it you think he calls the Super Bowl? Well, <laughs> you think uh, they Greg want, Olson? They want Greg Olson? Hey, Greg, you're done. We you got know, a guy. that kind of stinks with Greg Olson too because he talks a lot, but he's really good. And now he's going to get one year. I never had a problem with years. him, but everyone else seems to. I, yeah, I think I it's just because he's a little bit different. Didn't but. mind it. Didn't don't mind him. But he is. He's going to be demoted. Already, maybe, or maybe Brady's like, eh, you know, I don't really want to do that. Maybe he really likes that beach life, retirement, village, Margaritaville. I hope, I hope we don't see Brady for like a year and a half, and then he comes back, and he's just fat. <laughs> Have you seen Phil Mickelson? No. Dude. Put on some LBs? No. The oh. office. No. Oh, got no, in the no. room. Okay, good for him. He said he's back to his college weight. He looks sick. We'll be back. I have an idea of perfection. The perfect swing of the club or bat, the perfect form on the free throw line, that perfectly placed spiral football, and especially those perfect grill marks on a high-quality cut of locally sourced prime beef. It takes lots of time to perfect quality, but a quick, simple call or message to Tucker Family Beef can put locally born, raised, fed, and processed beef in your family's freezer so you can practice and perfect those satisfying grill marks. Give Monty Tucker a call at Tucker Family Beef, 580-515-4477. The Skinny on Sports. Welcome back, Skinny on Sports, 98.1 FM, the sports animal. It's Wednesday. That means it's time for Tucker Family Beef of the Week. If you have not tried Tucker Family Beef, you, my friends, are missing out. It's locally born, raised, fed, and processed prime graded beef. You've got three options there. You can uh, actually purchase individual cuts. Uh, Monty and Monty and those uh, folks have gotten the USDA, USDA approval to sell those things individually. So if you if you don't believe me, you just want to try a steak and go, okay, yeah, Skinny was right, which you will. You can buy steaks, you can buy ground beef, roasts, briskets, any of that, just individually. They've got bundles uh, that consist of hamburger meat, steaks, roasts, just kind of what kind of mix and match different things in different amounts. Or you can buy beef by the bulk, which is a quarter, a half, or a whole beef. And you get, you know, that's as you move along, the value gets better with bulk, just like with anything. It's awesome. I, it's the only thing that has been in our freezer for, gosh, three or four years now. 
Um, and it it speaks for itself. You can go online, check out their Facebook page at Tucker Family Beef, or you can actually shop online, tuckerfamilybeef.com, and take a look at everything. And you can actually order it just right there online if you'd like to do that as well. Uh, you can give Monty a call, 580-374-5444. And just like anything with food, you never take restaurant recommendations from the skinny people. You always take them from the fat ones <laughs> because they clearly know what's best. And that's what this is. Jared's not telling you because Jared's skinny. I'm telling you because I'm fat. It's good stuff. You will not be disappointed. I will promise you. You're saying I don't know how to eat or something? Come yeah, obviously, look at you. I know you. how to eat. I know good food when I see yeah. it. Yeah, banging, banging a buck 50. <laughs> One day I'm just going to do the show topless and, and you'll go, yeah, he's not that skinny. You won't either. You're scared because it's so cold in here. It is time. chilly every year, every day, all year long. It's cold in this room. There was like two days last week where it was actually hot because someone turned the heater on. Yeah. Yes. Back to cold. Wish I had my coat on. Yep. Uh, okay. So, what is your Tucker family beef this oh, week? Oh man, it, I'm gonna sound so bitter about this, but I got beef. And and, and just don't interrupt me. Let me finish my point. I got beef with the Big 12, and whether it be the new leadership or because there's new schools, whatever the excuse was, I'm, I don't want to hear it. It should not have taken them this long to release a schedule, a football schedule. They knew who's coming in. They more or less knew who was staying, unless there was a major announcement. To, they should have had an idea how – this schedule is going to look and have something ready and solidified as early as the first week of January. But uh, here we are, February 1st, finally got a schedule yesterday. And um, and might I say it's a little underwhelming. But uh, a little got a little beef with that, and I hope for the sake of OSU fans that this isn't a reoccurrence. I hope that they have schedules ready a lot sooner in the future because there are people who like to plan this stuff out speaking of retired people there are people that follow their teams they want to get those hotel rooms they want to get a jump on that they want to get uh, the best seats etc and all that stuff and start saving for it and knowing where they're going plane tickets and every day lost is added to people's uh budget if that makes sense so Come on, Big 12, do better next year when you release a football schedule. That's my beef. I can't wait to see whose fault it was. Yeah, see, I kind of held back on it. I don't know. You don't know. Was it OU and Texas' fault because I they were kind of wavering on staying or going for this upcoming season, which I never really thought that was a realistic possibility because the SEC had gone full bore and they released their schedule and then they'd look, they'd, they'd look kind of silly going, oh, wait, remember what we did when we did that awesome big schedule release? Well, forget all that because we got to do it again. I, I never really thought it was a realistic opportunity or realistic thing that OU and Texas were going to go. But don't you think the SEC had one ready? Well, yeah. Yeah. Don't you think they already have that? Well, it just, I mean, if it just it happened, means more over there. You know, they, they were ready for it, sure. If that, if that was a real thing, then I could see them immediately releasing a schedule. But – 
Do you think it's bizarre that OU and Texas haven't even mentioned this on online? Yeah, see, that's is this a real schedule? Or is this just them saying, we've already got a foot out the door. We're not pandering to this conference that's kind of holding us hostage. I think it's bizarre that they haven't even mentioned it on social media. Other than At least as of yesterday, I haven't gone to their websites, but you could not find, at least OU's, you could not find... The 2023 schedule. They retweeted the conferences. They just retweeted it. That's all they've done. But you're right. If you go to Soonersports.com, click on schedule, look for the little drop down for 2023, there. it's not there. It's bizarre. I, I, oh man, there must have been a lot of infighting on those conference meetings. And their OU and Texas might be a little vindictive and say, we're tired of this and we're just going to be here as long as we have to be here and we're ready to leave. Yeah, I don't. It's I can't wait. It'd probably be a pretty good thirty for thirty down the line. Oh, it's gonna be fast when all this happens. Yeah. What's my, your beef? My beef is uh, college football related as well. You know what today is? Oh yeah, it's signing day, and nobody cares. I know, and I hate that. <laughs> this used to be a really fun. Oh day. my gosh! I mean, only Tom Brady retiring could have derailed the show right. from nothing but like, okay, who's in? Who's in? Yeah. Uh, as far as college football, National Signing Day it was always the first February in uh, first uh, Wednesday in February. So if it happens, it's February first this year, and it's crickets. And you know what else has happened? The one in December isn't near as cool either. No, no. The change in the recruiting calendar has taken so much away from what this day. I mean, gosh, I can remember all the way back to like junior high. Of course, you couldn't get the. You know, the news was harder to come by then. But, you know, the the, the next uh, you, day's you, paper, the you Thursday. Tuned in, you tuned into the animal well, yeah. to get your latest info. And they would have coach after coach after coach from the Big 8. Yeah. Or Big 12, depending on how old you are. <laughs> uh, you know, and of course, everybody's class was great. And that, all, you know, that all kind of still happened. But it's just the National Signing Day has lost its luster in so many ways with the change that goes on in the recruiting calendar. And I hope – I don't know what the perfect answer is. There's lots of different theories out there. But I do hope there's a way to get that back somehow. And and maybe there's not because people turn their attention so much toward the portal as opposed to this day. And, then you know, I think a, a lot of – even you in a, little, in a lot of ways have kind of went, well, okay, that's great, but how long are they going to be in a certain place? And I understand that. But it's still – it's still the lifeblood of college football. It's still the lifeblood of your program. You have to be able to succeed on National Signing Day with however you consider succeeding mm-hmm. as a pro, you know. Mm-hmm. Some people may not uh, consider being in a, you know what the what the recruiting services rank you as the end all be all, but at the same time it just has completely lost its luster with uh uh, with the with with the changing recruiting calendar, and I absolutely hate it. I hate it because today was like Christmas for college football fans for the most of my life until two or three years ago. The first Wednesday in February was the day that you couldn't wait to come, and now nobody even knows what it is. I mean, yeah, I guess Taylor Heim signed. It's, Even though Bethany's closed, 
It is the it's the new age of college football. Yeah, I don't like it. Is I I never did. I don't like how you know. There's like another it. date. There's another portal date coming up in May. Yeah, it's after spring ball and all that. It's just so fluid and and it's a little dis disenchanting that I'm I'm just like, oh great, yeah, oh you just have a top five recruiting class. Well now. I like to see re-ranking, but that would constantly change by day by day when the portal's open. It'll re-rank after today. Yeah. Or, or once these guys have kind of signed, right. they'll re-rank a bunch of that because there's still people out there Yeah, uh, that haven't put pen to paper. All right, you mentioned the Big 12 schedule. Uh, what was your reaction? Just any just first thoughts of what you – different things that you well, saw and what was your reaction? I alluded to it a little – maybe because – of knowing I got, okay first i got questions and reaction my reaction is a little underwhelming like i said if you're an ou fan knowing what the future holds but the home schedule are you excited about that no no what is it arkansas state smu kind of intriguing iowa state yeah maybe central florida maybe they were okay last year west virginia uh and then a Friday game at home against TCU. Who knows what TCU, you know, coming off that great run last year, what are they going to look like next year? And then at that point, late November, they could be 500 by then. Oh, you could be 500. Who knows? But the home game, the home slate, I'm not clamoring to get tickets to go see Iowa State at 11 a.m. Or the new ones of uh, Central Florida. It's it's it is what it is, and my so underwhelming. OSU's home schedule. I didn't realize it till moments ago that they host a Friday night game against Kansas State. Could be good, but then you got Kansas coming to town. Cincinnati could be good. Of course, Bedlam. Bedlam is happening. Happy about that. BYU. They're a little better home schedule, but just underwhelming. Now, um, now my question: How are the two participants of the championship game determined is it the same if they're not playing everybody's playing each other how do or i hadn't heard of any divisions i how's that going to work i think it's going to be like uh what the pac 12 did or is going to i guess did they have divisions this time i felt no like they, no they didn't because usc and utah played so is it just winning percentage in your conference i think so yeah and then there'll be tiebreakers somehow. Yeah, because I haven't heard anything about a south and a north or anything or like that. Or east or west. Or I haven't heard right. anything. No, I haven't heard anything. I was just curious. Cause like, well, we're not playing everybody. I would I mean, assume. Notable absences of Tech and Kansas State from OU schedule, Baylor. So, and those are kind of ones I wanted. No those offense like- to the new guys, but now they'd have been road games. K State and Baylor, if it, if it went with the way it was, mm-hmm. you know, I think I'm the same way. It just, gosh, when you think about what this conference was when it was formed, to what is what it has become now, especially when you know that Texas is never coming to Norman, it's hard to even, it's hard to get a a, a balance of teams coming that even gets close to what it what it used to be even in a perfect situation it's still okay Baylor and Kansas State instead of Nebraska and A&M 
and then of course what's what what's on the you know what's out there in the future yeah it's easy to be underwhelmed i mean i think oklahoma's schedule is easy if oklahoma can't go 9 and 3 at worst against what they got coming up this year serious consideration has to be made about the direction of this program headed into the SEC and the leadership that's running it. Oh, yeah. I mean, without just massive injuries. If they're relatively healthy, come on, man. It's Oklahoma. Yeah. I don't care how bad they were last year. It's Oklahoma. And against the the schedule that they've got, it's weak. Any – Oklahoma State as well. Listen, Oklahoma State – I've got the list here. Do you know, I mean, and years are fluid from this year to next, but I have, you know, who got the best end of the deal. Of the schools uh, of the of the schools you miss, so everybody misses four teams in conference. Cincinnati, they're, scared, they're missing opponents combined for 39 wins last year, which is the most in the – so they, they miss the four best teams, you know, combined – from a year ago. Mm-hmm. Oklahoma State's next with 35. Oklahoma, uh, I'm sorry, BYU and UCF is 33, then OU and Kansas, 32. But, man, when you look at who who OU misses, nemesis teams, man, Kansas State, Baylor, Tech, those are teams that have beaten Oklahoma in the past. And then OSU, gosh, they missed what a lot of people think is the front runner in Texas going into the season next year. I think I think if you ask the pick for next year's TCU, a bunch of people are going to say Tech with the way that they ended the season. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, then you miss TCU and Baylor. So OSU got all four newcomers and miss four. And, of course, they're up in arms So let about me, only going to Texas once. So another reason my beef with the Big 12 in, in the schedule release, I would have loved to see the schedule release so maybe a little – didn't the SEC release their next year's schedule during their season? If mm-hmm. I'm not mistaken, I would have loved to see that. So I've known as a fan, this is the last time we're playing Baylor. But see, yeah, this is the last time we're playing Kansas. State. Now you know. But but here's the thing: they couldn't because as much as you say it wasn't possible for OU and Texas to be in the SEC this year, I think it was. Oh, I think there's a real conversation there. Oh, yeah, no I, doubt. I agree there. I I I I do. That's why I kind of like I don't know who to blame. Yeah, I think there but, was just there was a lot of moving pieces. And I'm still convinced that the reason you don't see a couple of these traditional Big 12 teams on OU schedule because we're going to see them like, I think so. There's agreement. I think there's got to be some sort of home and home non-conference agreement coming. Mm-hmm. With with a couple of those teams. But yeah, underwhelm, I mean, it's just no offense to the newcomers. And do you think they tried so hard the Big 12 to Hey, welcome to the Big Twelve, BYU. We're or uh, you know we're going to send OU your way, you know to try to give those spread out the wealth, if you will, between OU and Texas and where they're going. Hey, welcome Cincinnati. OU's coming to start your tenure in the Big Twelve, and you're going to open up with them. Does that make sense? Yeah. And so B- they're trying to. I mean, BYU gets everybody. They get them both. Yeah. They get Texas and OU and OSU. Cincinnati misses Texas, Houston misses OU, UCF misses Texas. You read the rankings of who of uh you know who missed out mm-hmm. on most wins and all that stuff. Who do we have a 
ranking of toughest schedules to weakest schedules? I mean, I think because I think BYU would have to be up there. They're they're non-conference away at Arkansas, at Kansas. Can they? Can Kansas do what they did again? Hosting Cincinnati at TCU, hosting Tech at Texas, at West Virginia. Talk about a road trip. Hosting Iowa State and OU at Stillwater. That's a heck of a schedule. Yeah, for they BYU. probably are. I mean, when you look, I mean, no offense to the new guys, but the more of those you can play, I think the better. Mm-hmm. Just as they try to get acclimated into the league. So from that, I would say whoever has, whoever's missing the most of the new guys would be would have one of the harder schedules. I don't think so. See what I'm saying? Yep. And, and BYU only misses one because, first off, they are one. Or only plays one, I'm sorry. Because mm-hmm. they miss UCF and Houston. So the only new guy they play is Cincinnati, and then they play all the rest are Big 12 teams. So, yeah, I, I, I definitely believe – I would definitely fall into to, to that, that line of thinking. And, and the thing that skews these numbers a little bit I think is that when you look at Cincinnati, see Cincinnati, they miss ever they miss they they play all three new ones. They miss hmm. TCU and K State, Texas and Tech. Their numbers are the highest because of what TCU and Kansas State did. I don't know if that'll hold yeah, for next year. Yeah, their schedule looks pretty good too. Cincinnati, that is. You know, Houston only Houston, the teams they they missed only won twenty four games last year. But are we sure OU and OU and Iowa State are only are going to combine for just ten this coming year? Yeah, I wouldn't think so. No, I think that would their schedule will be harder than it looks at least right now with the numbers from last year. Because those two teams, I would think, are better than than what they showed a year ago. And so, since they don't, you know, since they don't have those two, that goes the opposite way. I'm sorry, because they're missing those. So maybe that does help them. You know, you would think there'd be natural bounce backs for Baylor, for OU, just with what they've been over the last decade or so. And so, those teams that miss them look like they get a schedule break, or don't look like they get a schedule break. I'm sorry. Because the, of the number of wins, right? Mm-hmm. It's like Houston, only only 24 wins of the teams. That's what I'm trying to say. It looks like, golly, they didn't get a break at all. Teams that they're missing didn't win very many. Yeah, well, OU and Iowa State, you know, they, they probably did get a bigger, bigger break than you realize right now. Whereas when you look at Cincinnati, do we have much faith that TCU and K-State are going to combine for 23 wins next year? That's a bunch. Yeah. A whole bunch of wins that, that probably make it look tougher than what it really is going to be. So, I just overwhelming, or uh, I'm sorry, underwhelming is the name and the name of the game to me though. Just from what what the Big Twelve started as, and the t- the teams that were in the Big Twelve to start with when, what when you like, had Nebraska gosh. and Colorado, Missouri, and Missouri and A and M, A and M. That was a fun conference. And now you've got TCU, West Virginia, BYU, Houston, Cincinnati, and UCF. You can kind of see why 
OU and Texas fans are uh, ready to go. Excited about it just for the matchups. Oh, you you would gladly trade. I don't know. You'd gladly Ole Miss trade for UCF. Yeah, exactly. It's exactly what I was going to say. Yeah, you would. Problem is, you better win, or it's not going to be that much fun around here. <laughs> we'll be back. I have an idea of perfection: the perfect swing of the club or bat, the perfect form on the free throw line. That perfectly placed spiral football, and especially those perfect grill marks on a high-quality cut of locally sourced prime beef. It takes lots of time to perfect quality, but a quick, simple call or message to Tucker Family Beef can put locally born, raised, fed, and processed beef in your family's freezer so you can practice and perfect those satisfying grill marks. Give Monty Tucker a call at Tucker Family Beef, 580-515-4477. The Skinny on Sports. You can't say on the air. Don't worry, nobody's listening anyway. Welcome back, Skinny on Sports. Wrapping it up here on a Wednesday. Thank you to Tucker Family Beef. Telling you, locally born, raised, fed, and processed prime beef. It doesn't get any better than Tucker Family Beef. Tucker Family Beef Facebook page. You can actually order online, tuckerfamilybeef.com. Give Monty a call, 580-374-5444. It's great stuff. I'm... Personally, guaranteeing it's great stuff because uh, I eat it on almost a nightly basis. Nightly, almost nightly. I'd venture to say you're you are his number one customer. Oh, I doubt that. <laughs> I bet there's I bet there's more. There's plenty of us out there. Yeah, we mix in some chicken, unfortunately, but we have to. But yeah, had some tacos last night. Just ooh, it's, it's delicious. Take it from me. Go get some of them. Tucker Family Beef. All right, Jared. Bedlam hoops tonight. Yeah. Kind of an important one for both teams, if you think about it. I think that is my question. Who is it more important for? Well, I mean, OSU, they are playing really good. Both teams, apparently, I haven't seen the latest bracketology. Are they both both on the bobble or one in, one out, last four out? OU, as of uh, yesterday, was literally the last team in. Okay. Went to press enough people to put them in there. Because they were in the next four out. Before I think third Alabama. on the list before Alabama. So they jumped over like seven teams to get to they are the in the final spot of the last four in. Oklahoma State is third down on the first four out. Okay. So by that, one would assume this game is more important for OSU because they're not in the field at the moment. I personally disagree but with that. But on the other side, it's more important for OU because if they were to lose then they're swept. By a team that's going to be in the running. Now I don't, yeah. you know, I I don't know how much, but if, I mean, obviously, if it if OSU was up two different spots, it'd be hard for them to be the first out and OU to be the last in when Oklahoma State beat them twice. Right. If you're going to start comparing 
I mean, you're going to compare easy, resumes. It'd be easy for the committee to look at that. Just go, oh well, that's our answer. Resume, oh, resumes oh, be damned. They beat them twice. They beat them twice exactly. This almost feels like a playing in game for it at this point. I know it's really early, but and they both will have chances to make up a loss uh-huh. because of how good the conference is. One, two, three, six teams in the top 15. So 60% of the league is in the top 15 nationally right now in oh, the AP Bowl, real. which is just stupid. But uh, Oklahoma State 3-5, and five, OU 2-6 and six in that Big 12. So this uh, Sooners win would even those two in the standings. Uh, they're both 12-9 and nine overall. So one will nudge ahead of the other uh, with the win tonight. I, I, I think it – if you had to, I would say OU is in a more must-win situation than OSU because of the sweep factor. But at the same time, if they really do blindly approach these resumes in that room, then the 2-0 head-to-head may not matter as much as what we think. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And for OU, there's all that talk. I mean, they're the king of the campus right now after they beat Alabama the way they did. Well, that means nothing if you turn around your next game and lose, especially to your rival at home. And to a team in the bottom part of the Big 12. So if you're asking who has most more pressure. I think it's OU. It's OU. They got more pressure. They, they, okay, now you guys do it again. Okay, look at this schedule and find the wins. Oklahoma hosts Oklahoma State, obviously, tonight. They go to West Virginia, which is probably a game they ought to win there, I mean, just to help them out. Because you know what they got after that? At Baylor, who's number 11 in the country. Host Kansas, who's number 8. Host K-State, who's number 7. Go to, te- uh, go to te- uh, Texas, who's number 10. You get a little breather, supposedly, with Tech at home. Then you finish at number 13, Iowa State, at number 7, Kansas State, and hosting number 15, TCU. As underwhelming as the Big 12 football <laughs> yeah, schedule no, is, no that is uh, very fun and meaty right there. If you're, It's funny how the Big 12 basketball schedule, that's what I'm really looking forward to. What does oh that Big gosh. 12 basketball schedule look like this time next year? Or, or next year? At Houston. Uh, man, you got Houston, you got Cincinnati, you got... I mean, BYU, every once in a while, is pretty good at basketball. Houston mainly. Houston's going to be I'm, that's, that's, that but then schedule. You get, but here's the be, problem. Then you get to the round robin. You, you get away from the round robin. You don't get to play everybody. That's what's so cool. That's what. That's why all these schedules all are so hoping, hard. Aren't we all hoping Houston comes to Norman? Uh, of course. How much? The, the, the fans would go crazy. But that's, that's, that's a big part of why, you know, when conference play was starting – the top 10 remaining hardest schedules in the country were all Big 12 teams. Well, it's because you play everybody twice. Yeah, yeah. Because of the the smaller conference, you're allowed to, you know, those 18-game conference schedule instead of a couple of rum-dums. Well, yeah, it's going to be – it's naturally going to be harder. And then when you put together how good this conference is, it makes a lot of sense. But, I mean, both need to win. Yeah. And it's almost both – let's see what OSU's schedule is. Remaining. After tonight. Okay, so after tonight at Oklahoma, pretty similar. Maybe just a tick easier, but at OU, 
host number 15 TCU, host Tech. They both do that. They both go to Iowa State. They both go to Kansas. They've got to return. Oh, he's already went to TCU, which OSU hasn't. They both go to West Virginia. Both have K-State at home. OU's already played Baylor at home. OSU still has that one left, and then OSU still has to go to Tech. So, you know, having two Tech games in there, an OU and a West Virginia, similar with all the rest, obviously. But they're, they're done with Texas, which OU's not. So, man, it's – you think they got, what, eight? Eight and ten gets in? Like, for sure? In the league? Especially for OU now with that win over Alabama. Right, and it definitely – that's why that – the conference versus conference – the Big 12 versus the SEC, that's why, you know, people say, well, it doesn't mean anything just for bragging rights. I don't think so. I think when you could have that kind of record and they go, oh, you have that record in the Big 12 that is clearly the best conference in the country? Yeah. That carries a lot of weight. I think 8 and 10, you're in. Yep. Because – so OSU would be four wins. They they could they couldn't get there without beating one of the best teams. Even if they swept Tech and won at West Virginia, they still need another win. So that's another huge win on their. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's going to be a really good team that they beat. Oklahoma's Oklahoma's got to beat two of them. Even with a win tonight, they've still got to they still got to take care of. Of Tech in West Virginia and Oklahoma State tonight. Wait a minute. No, they've got to win three. Because tonight would be three wins. West Virginia at West Virginia would be four this weekend. Tech at home would be five. They still got to win three of them. Oh, yeah. Eight and ten for OU with the Alabama win and what they'll have to beat to get there. They're in. But it's hard to imagine they get there without winning tonight. No, yeah. If they don't win tonight, the rest are almost must wins. Like you got to get you a couple to, of wins over these ranked teams. You have to. You're gonna have to. You're gonna have to, win, you're gonna have to beat somebody then, at home because you got those. And those would be your resume would look really impressive to say you beat number two at the time Alabama. You beat number ten Texas. You beat. You avenged the loss to TCU. I mean, that would look a lot. You know. Okay. Yeah. Fine. They could forgive the sweep, the Bedlam sweep, but or swept in Bedlam. But look what they did outside of that. So another reason why this could be, and this definitely helps your cause. Every win helps your cause. Yeah, in the league, is, that's yeah. the thing. The league is so hard that you're going to have some good ones. Right. Eight o'clock. Get in for free. Yeah, slip on in. Might be icy. Not sure of the weather over there in Norman. I don't know, but get in for free. There ought to be a good crowd. My buddy Trey and his Eight son o'clock. were at the Alabama game, and they, I might go, hey, buddy, you need to go to this one, too. <laughs> yeah, you can't miss the rest of the year. <laughs> Everybody have a great Wednesday. You've been listening to the Skinny on Sports podcast with Aaron Cow. Be sure to hit that subscribe button to get alerts of when the latest podcast is available. Thanks for listening. That ball is blistered to right. Way back, goodbye. I have an idea of perfection. The perfect swing of the club or bat, the perfect form on the free throw line, that perfectly placed spiral football, 
and especially those perfect grill marks on a high-quality cut of locally sourced prime beef. It takes lots of time to perfect quality, but a quick, simple call or message to Tucker Family Beef can put locally born, raised, fed, and processed beef in your family's freezer so you can practice and perfect those satisfying grill marks. Give Monty Tucker a call at Tucker Family Beef, 580-515-4477. 